Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Am I the most self-absorbed of them all? When you think of a self-absorbed person, what comes to mind or who comes to mind? Maybe someone, for example, whose Instagram account is like thousands of pictures of their own face. (laughs) Posing, maybe, or pouting with duck lips. Is it the elite person, maybe, who gives you the vibe that somehow you're beneath them? Maybe you even take it to the realm of a sociopath who's so completely, totally all about themselves that they are numb when it comes to hurting other people. See, these are probably at least partially true examples of being self-absorbed. But but what we're going to tackle today is how it doesn't end there. The mentalhealth.net website had a really cool piece on this entitled, when self-focus becomes a hazard. And I'm going to kind of use this article as a touchstone for this episode. It says this to start. It says, sometimes self-focus is a good thing. It allows us to take stock of what we're doing, what we're doing well, where we can improve. It helps us to get in touch with the complex thoughts and feelings going on inside us that can get tangled up if we ignore them. But sometimes self-focus can become a hazard. When we spend an inordinate amount of time and energy thinking just about ourselves, especially the things we feel we've done wrong or the things we like to change about ourselves, self-focus can turn into rumination. Now, I don't know about you, but generally when I think of a self-absorbed person, I think of a narcissist which we know was taken from the mythological character Narcissus, who he he was just walking by a beautiful body of water. He saw his incredibly handsome reflection in the water. He could not take his eyes off of himself. In one version of the story, he stayed there transfixed on his own image for so long that he actually starved to death. But again, that gives the concept one of a full-of-themselves, conceited type, egotistical person. What I find interesting and sobering is how we can still be completely, 100% self-absorbed and not think much of ourselves at all. The article continues. It says, rumination can trap us in a vicious cycle of overthinking about something, trying to correct what only feels wrong to us, others close to us might not even realize there's a problem, and then creating more self-doubt, inner conflict, and rumination. It's a major contributor to depression and anxiety. It, It sucks our time and our spirit and can lead to unhealthy coping strategies. So in other words, while self-focus can be productive, rumination can be downright evil. So if I'm in a dark room, completely focused on my own faults, dwelling on all the mistakes that I can remember making. Who am I thinking about? Me. 
that that is no different than the Instagram person with the duck lips. Both are essentially a cry for someone to notice me. Pop culture is is full of all this. In fact, some of these are just incredibly mind blowing. Uh, it even it even hits kids movies. For example, in Snow White. The evil queen literally orders the death of her younger, more attractive stepdaughter for upstaging her in the youth and beauty department. She, she's completely engrossed with being the most beautiful person in the kingdom. She needs the constant affirmation from her talking mirror. Now, I know this is off subject, but have you ever noticed the trend in Disney movies where the good people had no parents, had dead parents, or had evil step-parents. It's, it's like almost all of them. Think about it. Again, I know this is off topic, but this to me is just so interesting. Here's just some examples. Dumbo, the elephant, no father, and was separated from his mother in the movie. In The Lion King, what happened? Simba's father died when he was a kid. In The Jungle Book, the lead character, Orphan, Cinderella had no parents because they died. Isn't this crazy? The Little Mermaid only had a father. Tarzan was an orphan. Snow White had no parents except for the aforementioned evil stepmother. Bambi's mother got shot by a hunter. Uh, we've got a lot more. Entangled, that movie, the lead character was totally separated from her parents as a toddler and was raised by an evil person pretending to be her parent. Pinocchio only had Geppetto, no mother. Oliver, orphan. Mary Poppins, this was interesting. Mary Poppins would, would fly in and occupy the imaginations, essentially, of neglected children. Hercules, orphan. In the movie, The Parent Trap, each kid lives separately with their divorced parent. In the movie, Toy Story, there's only a mention of Andy having a mother. You never hear anything about a father or see him. Nemo in Finding Nemo, no mother. This one is really sad. In the movie, Barnyard, the cow was an adopted orphan who lost his adoptive father cow in death leaving him again as an orphan with no parents. Pete's Dragon. The kid was an orphan on the run from an abusive foster family. Babe the Pig had no father, and if I remember, his mother was eaten during a holiday. The Aristocats. Those kittens only had a mother, at least till the end of the movie. Aladdin was an orphan. And Jasmine only had a father. Now, there, again, there's way more, but you get the point. I, I don't know. Maybe I should do an episode just on this and how this may have shaped generations of people. But anyway, here's more pop culture examples of the self-absorbed. In the old movie, Gaslight, the narcissist in this film, Gregory Anton, is trying to deliberately make his new wife insane in order to inherit from her. In the example of the evil queen and this character, no thought is ever given to the other person's feelings or welfare. 
these characters just want what they want and the others are speed bumps that they can drive over to get there. It's even done in a silly way, like a Zoolander, <laughs> where Ben Stiller's character actually says, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more to life than being really, really ridiculously good looking. And I planned on finding out what that is. And as another example of someone being completely self-absorbed, think about the character John Cusack plays in the movie High Fidelity, Rob Gordon. All he seems to do, essentially, for the majority of the film is dwell on himself and why his relationships don't work and what's wrong with him. So what I gather from all this is, is that, you know, we can be selfish and we can be self-absorbed very, very easily, even if we resemble or are more like Eeyore than we are Zoolander. That's very hard hitting to me because it's so easy to think I'm not self-absorbed. Are you kidding? I hate myself. But, but if you are who you think about all the time, you might just be self-absorbed and me too. The closing line of the piece that, that I've been referring to says this, it says, if you find yourself ruminating over the past or your own perceived faults and mistakes, it's important to get a handle on this before it spirals into a more difficult mental health challenge. Think about it like this. If there was not a magical mirror in the evil queen's house that she could dwell on constantly, her stepdaughter probably would have been okay. No danger. The queen could just say, hey, how do I look? Somebody around could say, hey, you look good. And just like that, the sociopathic death sentence on the underage girl is non-existent. And they can all live happily ever after, just with no parents. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist, and the subject matter is what dictates these songs. So we have for you, this time around, a Mirror, Mirror on the Wall playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash mirror mirror on the wall one honorable mention i was trying to find the song by dimitri from paris a very stylish girl remember that song i i don't think they have it on spotify i checked in english and french but these 10 songs were there so let's go song number one sam butera and the witnesses sam butera is awesome i would have loved to have seen him and uh Louis Prima and Keely Smith played together back in the day. Anyway, this song is called Dig That Crazy Chick. Number two, by a band called October Country. The song is I Wish I Was a Fire. Number three, The Depreciation Guild with the song Dream About Me. The next one, the song's called Center of Attention by Guster. Then we have Brain Ticket with Watching You. Then we'll go to the Let It Be album by the Beatles, and the song is I, Me, Mine. Then some outsider music. 
what's funny is this one is borderline. It's not as 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 as, as outside the box as a lot of outsider music is, but it definitely falls into that category. Abner J with I'm So Depressed. Then we have The Vogues with Turn Around, Look at Me. And then we have Chris Bell. Now, he was one of the, the, the main writers in Big Star, but this was his own record. It's called I Am the Cosmos. And then finally, we have Rosemary Clooney with Sorry for Myself. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. This one's a really great listen. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Mirror Mirror on the wall. Guys, this show simply would not exist without you. You are the backbone and the lifeblood of this program. If you could all continue to do me a favor and pass this podcast along to your friends, that would be great. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. It can even be as little as 99 cents a month. The price you'd pay for a cup of coffee 30 years ago. All you have to do is just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. Or even easier, you can check out our website for all things Refresher at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. Dot com. All Refresher clothing is there, merchandise, all of the books I've written, my interview series, all those things are there, as well as links to the friends of our show who we cannot thank enough. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, and I'm so proud to say this, the, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late. And no, I'm not kidding. I'm being dead serious. It was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. Well, until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.